Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome home. I'm excited to be back after our break. How have you been? Can you believe that another month has gone by? Time is moving quickly as we are in spring. The weather is getting warmer. I truly do love this time of the year. Before I get carried away, because you know how I do sometimes, let me share once more our PSAs. That's right. Subscribe to our channel in whatever app you listen to podcasts. Tell your family and friends about us. If you're new to the podcast or you haven't done it already, please take a moment to sign up for our newsletter at a healing, a healingpeace.com. Thank you for listening to our wonderful PSAs. Now, back to the show. So I'm wondering, how do you respond when you are moving in one direction, but the rug gets pulled from under you? Or how about you are thriving in your purpose? You knew exactly your purpose or had specific career goals, but your experiences produce doubt about your purpose or career path. As I ask these questions, you may be saying, why, yes, I've had this experience for this past several years due to COVID. I remember when COVID first hit, how people were disillusioned about their employment because they were no longer able to network to move up the next phase or the career ladder. People began to feel trapped and unfulfilled. They questioned their loyalty to the job. Some also reevaluated what was important to them and they realized that their job no longer had the same value, especially not worth killing themselves over. As time progressed, we've seen an upsurge of companies not being able to find qualified people to work. I think some of you is like, hey, uh-uh, bunk this. I ain't doing this. I ain't killing myself for y'all. Instead, I want to pursue a lifestyle that makes me happy. The pursuit of happiness has been associated with having a purposeful life. The idealism reveals that when I'm being purposeful, then my long-term happiness my satisfaction and the sense of achievement become more defined. With a purpose, I got my life in the best possible direction where long-term happiness can be found. While exploring new options, how do we remain faithful when God opens and closes doors? How do we deal with those closed doors that we determined, oh, I should be going through that door. How do we adjust when our purpose in life, due to those doors being open or closed, how do we adjust when life changes? 
Well, you know how we do. We're going to go ahead and look at the word of God. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at someone with blind faith. A person that took God at his word. He trusted and obeyed God. This person is. Mm-hmm, stay with me. He is. All right now. Okay. He is. Okay. I'm getting a little carried away. Sorry. Father Abraham. I would sing the song, but you probably like, girl, that don't sound too good. I'm not going to sing the song, but we'll talk about Abraham for a little bit. Now, what do we know about Abraham? God chose Abraham and his people to be in the covenant with him. What is a covenant? It's simply a promise. In Genesis 12, 1 through 3, God promises to bless Abraham and all of his descendants. Why? Because God wanted a people for himself. After God made a promise to Abraham, he made a request. I need you to get up, get out, and move to Canaan. God gave Abraham a new purpose. He steered him in a new direction. Before, Abraham's life was with his family in the common land. At first glance, on the positive side, one may think, what? The Lord wants to be with me and bless everything that I'm doing? Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. I just hit the jackpot. I got the creator of the world giving me everything, blessing me. Oh, yeah, that million-dollar jackpot. Let me move. I'm sure with all this good extra money I just got up in here, I can find myself in a real nice place. I can set myself up good. All right, now, I'm leaving all of y'all because I'm about to go and get the hookup. Now, on the flip side, the more conservative may think, whoa, all right, okay. Uh, God, I'm glad that you want to bless me, but uh, do I need to leave everything behind? You know, there's no guarantee that when I make it to the new place, things will be perfect. I've never been there before. Are you sure that you will be with me on the whole journey? How do I know that you will not grow tired of me and choose someone else? I definitely don't want to leave and be stranded. Mm-hmm. Can you relate to either one of these thought processes? On the one end, we hear the blessing. But soon after, we hear that this could possibly be a curse because of the unknown well i will tell you what abraham did he left and moved to canaan at this moment he trusted god and obeyed he was faithful that god has something good for him are you ready for an interactive way to inspire empower and equip your community as society returns to normal we face the challenge of connecting and purposeful living our 501c3 nonprofit organization, J Intel, understands this challenge. We have developed workshops that promote self care and well being. Invite J Intel to your women's events, such as retreats, luncheons, small group gatherings, and internal programs. Together, we will create an atmosphere for self expression, self discovery, confidence building, and spiritual connection. Go to jintel.org/slash booking to book us today. I must admit, I did have my Abraham moment five years ago. 
if you had been keeping up with me on social media, I wrote a post called God Got This and God Got You. In the post, I shared about my mood of Texas. Yes, out of the blue, the Lord said, girl, you need to move. I was like, uh, what? Mm. But Lord, you want me to leave my family? And just so you know, I'm really close to my family. I do love them people. Uh, you want me to sell my house, leave my nice cushion job, and move to a state where I have to start all over? What are you talking about, Willis? Okay, yeah, I'm referencing my age with that statement. If you know where it comes from, you know it's kind of old. I digress. You know, sometimes I get carried away and excited. Anyways, I took God at his word, and I made my preparations to move. Of course, when I began to tell my friends about my decision, they were like, what? Have you lost your mind? You don't know anyone in Texas. Why in the world would you give up everything? Then the next question became, how do you know that God told you to do that? I can only imagine that Abraham experienced something similar. Now, Abraham, you do not know anyone in that new land, Canaan. We don't have family there. It's a foreign land. Also, who is this God that you're speaking about? Why would you do what he says? Yes, the reality of being faithful, of trusting the unknown. The reality is others just don't get it. But Abraham got it. I got it. And we moved. Abraham makes it to Canaan. And then God tells him, not only do I want to bless you, but I want to give you this land. Abraham is about to become a landowner. Now, you would think that Abraham was about to experience his happily ever after. We've seen those movies. Yes, we do. And unfortunately, that's not what happened. After God tells him about receiving the land, Abraham had to move again. There was a severe famine in the land and they could not stay. Could you imagine the disappointment? I'm supposed to be a landowner. But I can't do anything. Nonetheless, he moves to another foreign land, Egypt. Before making it to Egypt, Abraham comes up with a scheme. He was like, uh, Sarah, my wife, girl, you look too good. You're so beautiful that they will kill me and keep you. Thus, you just tell them that we are brother and sister so we both can live. At this point, I'm going to just say, to Abraham with him. His human fear took over. Can you relate? Your purpose in life has shifted. You are in the unknown and you begin to make decisions out of fear because you do not understand how God will work it out. Lo and behold, get there. Pharaoh looks at Sarah like, oh girl, you looking good and takes her as his wife. But God wasn't having his foolishness. Mm -hmm. He made sure that Pharaoh did not violate Sarah. God protected Sarah by keeping the Pharaoh off of her. Eventually, the truth came out. Pharaoh gave Sarah back to Abraham. By the way, just so you know, all this information is in Genesis chapter 12. Thank you very much. But I want you to know that even though God gave Abraham a purpose and many promises, 
It took time before these promises became reality. On certain occasions, Abraham reverted to fear. But other times, he trusted God at his word. Throughout Abraham's journey, God provided. God also reassured Abraham when Abraham became tired of waiting. Whew, I don't know how you manage when it comes to patience and waiting. It is not my virtue. I will be honest about that. But since we're talking about Abraham, let's get back to Abraham. I want you to understand the length of time that Abraham had to wait. I'm about to give you a couple of highlights of his life because Abraham is a good chunk of Genesis. So go back, start Genesis 12, read forward. I think his story ends in about like 1920. No, it's actually even more after that. So keep reading, learn about Abraham. Anyways, here I go, my tangents again. God called Abraham to move to Canaan when he was 75, which is actually kind of old. But God works no matter your age. He says, hey, I got something for you. We're going to work this out together. Abraham's name was changed from Abram to Abraham when he was 99 years old. So when you started reading Genesis chapter 12, be like, she said Abraham. It said Abram. That's okay. Abram. He was started out as Abram. God changed his name to Abraham. But it was some time before he did it. And his name change revealed that he was the father of a multitude. That's what Abraham means. Isn't that amazing? You see, though, at 99, God was affirming his confirmation of Abraham and what his legacy will be. At 100, Sarah finally bears Abraham a son, Isaac, who will eventually fulfill the promise of Abraham having a multitude lineage. 37 years later, he finally owns land in Canaan. He becomes a landowner due to Sarah's death. He needed a place to bury Sarah. In all of his experiences, Abraham is a man that allowed God to give him purpose. His purpose was not easy, but along the journey, God continually blessed and affirmed him. Even though Abraham battled with fear, he experienced God's provisions in his life to the point that he took God at his word. An example of this certainty is when God asked him, that is Abraham, to sacrifice his only son that should become heir to sacrifice Isaac on the altar. Most people would have concluded that God wanted his son dead. However, Abraham had enough faith in God's promises that he knew Isaac's sacrifice on the altar would not lead to death. At this moment, Abraham remained anchored in God. He remained anchored in knowing God's provisions to the point that he was able to reason that God is going to do something great. Throughout his lifetime, his anchor in God allowed him to answer the call when his purpose shifted. Let me take a moment and return to my experiences because you know how I had to talk about myself just a little bit. Here we go. I moved to Texas 
I found a job only to be let go before starting it. Eventually, God provided new employment. employment. It was less pay, but it gave me the freedom to start J Intel, this wonderful nonprofit organization. The biggest gift in my move to Texas is my continued healing journey. God provided me with an incredible therapist who dealt with the secrecies of my heart. I had many sessions where I felt like it was just me and God hashing things out. Along this journey of healing, I've had the opportunity to share my lessons learned in this wonderful podcast. Yes, it is. A healing piece really does encapsulate my heart, my life lessons, my joys of connecting with God on a deeper level. Like Abraham, my journey has not always been easy. However, when I trust and obey God's voice, he always provides and he loves me through the journey. Remaining purposeful means engaging in life and allowing yourself to engage with God on the roller coaster. We do not have all the answers or even the big picture. However, God does. When we have doubts or experience closed doors, we can easily think that we did something wrong or that God does not want to bless us. On the contrary, no matter how difficult our experiences are, God always tells us that he has chosen us. God expressed this numerously to Abraham. I want you. You'll be the father of a multitude. You will be blessed. You will possess the land. You will establish an inheritance that never fades. You will be mine. Similar to God affirming Abraham, God affirms us in our purpose. Last week, as I read my Bible, I turned to Zechariah 4, 6. The latter part of that verse states, Not by might nor by power, but my spirit, says the Lord of armies. There is nothing that I or someone else can physically do to make me successful. I cannot will my purpose into action. At the end of the day, it boils down to the spirit of God leading me. It boils down to me being anchored in him. I want to recap the steps to living a purposeful life, just in case you missed them, because you might got caught up in all my good storytelling. I'm going ahead and break it down. Step number one, align yourself with God while defining what God cares about for you in your life. For Abraham, he aligned himself to what was important. God's will versus familiarity. The overflow of this step will produce the identification of your values and beliefs. Step two, trust God and trust yourself on the journey. To do this step, Abraham had to take God at his word. Step three, overcome fear with faith. It happens, y'all. We see it in Abraham. It happens in me. It just happens. Fear comes in and it especially sneaks in when we're dealing with the unknown. 
For Abraham, God dealt with his fear by providing for him and Sarah. To be honest, Abraham didn't do any of the work. It was all God and his provision. See how God works? He loves us that much. Step number four, overcome obstacles. We all have heard the saying that God did not promise a rose garden. For Abraham, they were hit with famine to the point that they had to leave the promised land. However, they went to the neighboring land and eventually returned to Canaan after the famine. Step five, be patient on the journey. You do not know the full picture. We went through Abraham's timeline. It took a good minute for him to receive God's promises. Mm-hmm. Step number six is actually receiving God's provisions. Throughout Abraham's journey, God provided. He was rich in livestock, among other things. There you have it. Six steps for living purposefully. All right, now, you know how we do. You just you do. We always invite people to the show, especially when we have a new segment that get more insights and, and glean from others' experiences and the things that they've learned. And I'm so excited about our upcoming guests. We discuss this whole purpose for living. We also talk about remaining encouraged and, o- and overcoming obstacles. You do not want to miss it. Come back next week.